Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. We are going to have a great program for you today, folks. Uh, you know, it's a great morning. Let's be happy. You remember that song? Don't worry, be happy. I remember that. That's what I'm putting into the psyche today. Anyhow, good morning, Harold. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Reynolds, good morning. How are you doing today, my dear friend in the control room? Well, I've certainly been called worse, that is for sure. And <laughs> sometimes deserved it. And to our friend Harry, that was Dream Walk from Peter White this morning. We'll start off the morning with a little bit of Peter White here at 6 o'clock at KPFT FM Houston. And going into Egberto's show, what you got for us today? And we got a great show. I understand that Van Bever is not in the office today. So if Van Bever is out there, Jack, the, uh, uh, the, today we have, I don't want to mess up the joke. Why don't you fix that up for me, uh, Howard? Okay, you usually have, we have low jack. Today we yeah. have no jack. So it's Yeah, no there jack you today. go. I'm almost sure that he's down there in uh, wherever he lives in uh, Baycliff, listening to us right now on the radio, wishing, I wish I were there so I could spread some wisdom to the world. Well, you know, our wisdom today, instead of coming from two people, meaning Howard and Jack, it's only coming from Howard today, my dear friends. Anyhow. Oh, I have no wisdom today. <laughs> you, you're always no wise. Nah, hey, folks, you know, if, if you're listening. Can call in. <laughs> That's true. I was going to say, he can call in and we can get his wisdom if he wants yes. to. Yes, if he wants to and he's up or whatever, yeah, Van Bever, you know this is your show, brother. Anyway, folks, we have a great show for you today. Title of the show is Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison and Raw Story Owner Visits. So we have two great guys that are gonna we're gonna hear from them. And of course, progressives slam the Fed. I'm going to start today with, with uh, Keith Ellison. But before that, I want to make an announcement. Listen, this is the 58th anniversary of Medicare, folks. The 58th anniversary of Medicare. It's been, Medicare was put into service because, I'm going to say it as kindly as I can, private insurance companies, because they are, again, private for profit, Profiting off of your illnesses, they would never or they wouldn't insure older people. They wouldn't insure older people because older people use more doc use doctors more often. So the government said, since the private sector will not, cannot, does not take care of our older folks, or if they do take care of them, they have to pay an arm and a leg, we are going to establish Medicare. That is we, we're able to give health care to older folk. And we subsidize it by every human being's income is taxed at around 3% or something like that that goes towards Medicare. That money is collected by the government. The government pays out your medical cost after you get older, after you pass 65. Now, here's the kicker. They're, they put all kinds of restrictions in there, things like they have an 80-20, which means that uh, you have a 20% out-of-pocket cost that you pay for Medicare, but you can buy a private insurance to pay for that 20%. Notice a private always want to get their, their foot in there to make a profit off of you, right? Instead of the government taking care of 100% of Medicare, 
when you get older, you get you you it takes care of twenty percent, and then you have to pay that private insurance of a twenty percent, you know, eighty twenty twenty percent of the bill. And there's also drug exceptions, and also if you need to have your your ears and your eyes and your teeth, that you have to buy riders for that. So Medicare is not perfect, but guess what? The private sector had an idea. They, they ensured, first of all, that Medicare was not the best. But then, after that, they decided that, oh, if we can coerce the government into coming back to us, the private sector, where we make a profit off of all the premiums we get, but in this case, all the premium comes from the government, we can create a Medicare advantage that on the surface it seems to be cheaper than standard Medicare because you know what? We are not going to have any premiums. We are not going to have that 80-20. We'll cover everything, right? But they charge the government that extra 20% off the top. So here the government is paying a private company an extra 20% to make a profit on old people when if they just paid the 20% and not have the for-profits making a profit, that's extra money that could have been gone into the system. We are being screwed once again by the private sector. Folks, we have to learn about this. But anyhow, anyhow, we are having, well, not we, but uh, the, there's, a, there's a movie being screened called American Hospitals Healing a Broken System. It will be aired at the Carnegie Neighborhood Library. Write this down, folks. A lot to learn. At the Carnegie Li Neighborhood Library between 2 p.m. and 4.30 p.m. On, the, uh, on, on this weekend, on Saturday. Okay? So I repeat, please be there. Sign up. I, I, I'll go ahead and... Um, put the sign up and, and stuff elsewhere. But please, on Saturday, January 29th, this Saturday, at the Carnegie Neighborhood Library at, 10 fit, at 1050 Quitman, Houston, uh, 77009. 1050 Quitman is the street. Houston, Texas, 77099. It's easy off on I-45 across from Tackaberry Street from Fiesta. Okay? So please remember, it is uh, the Carnegie Neighborhood Library, 1050 Quitman. Please, folks, go. Let's educate ourselves. Let's not allow them to continue paying or bribing our government to screw us all. That's what's occurring now. I promise you, those of you that took Medicare Advantage, I understand it may be a financial reason. It's cheaper. It's not better at all because you don't have your choice of doctors, etc. They give you options. Medicare, you can go wherever you want to whomever you want. And, and whatever medication is prescribed, you can get it. Medicare Advantage, that's not the case. But again, they make it look pretty. They put lipstick on a pig. But I hope you attend that. Please go to that. Uh, please go to that. This is brought to you courtesy of Kathy C. Courtner, Courtney, one of our great supporters here and very active activists in the healthcare realm. Anyway, let's go to Ilan Ilan. Ilan, how are you doing today, sir? 
Uh, keeping it cool in Acres Home. We got our first rain shower in a week uh, yesterday, but it was Great. Not, uh, substantial. Hey, uh, yeah, that uh, uh, place uh, is uh, not only next to Fiesta, uh, but it's across the street from a high school, the library. Okay, great. Uh, but I recommend uh, an organization I've been associated with for many years is uh, healthcareforalltexas.org, H-C-F-A-T.org. I have a solution, uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk uh, changing uh, Twitter to X. Yes. Uh, people have been asking everywhere, well, what do I call a tweet now? And my solution is like when uh, Apple uh, evolved to the 10th version of uh, iPhone. Yes. And they used the Roman numeral X. Well, call it a 10. <laughs> Roman numeral 10 is X. So I'm going to send a 10? Is that what you're saying? I'm going to send a 10? Elon, are you there? No, he's gone. Okay, he's gone. Okay. Thank you for that, Elon. Thank you for that. Anyhow, folks, I want to repeat one more time. Please show up. One of the most, the reason why we are screwed so often by those who aim to love us or should love us, our government, is because the uh, for-profit private sector on issues that shouldn't be for-profit screws us. And I say that. I would love someday to have on our program one of those designers of Medicare Advantage to come and have a seat. Likewise, for those who decided to sell their souls, we have uh, hosts that are using their good name to sell a flawed product that ultimately, while it may help folks in the short term, ultimately hurts most. We have people using their fame and collecting hundreds of thousands of dollars from these uh, these these sellers of a fraud we have using their good name so that people would get into these products folks please go to that it is at carnegie neighborhood library 1050 quitman and that is a saturday between 2 and 4:30 please be there please make a showing Please stand up for what we know we need to depend on. All right, folks, please remember there are many ways to find our program. Uh, first of all, of course, if you're listening to it at 90.1 FM, you can also go and download the application, uh, the application called TuneIn from the Android or Apple Store and just search for KPFT and you'll find us. You can also go to our website, kpft.org, kpft.org to listen live. Just click the listen button. Also at the kpft.org, you can donate to our programs because, again, we are here to serve you. We are not funded by any corporations or anything. We are funded by you to give you real information, not lie to you. So please support us as well at kpft.org. Hit that donate button as well. You can watch us right now. You can watch us if you, ter- if you, if you go to facebook.com slash Houston. If you go to kp facebook.com slash kpft houston you can listen to us live and watch us live actually i'm wearing my cape my 
Politics and Right t-shirt right now. Uh, other way to get to us is to go on YouTube, go to politicsdoneright.tv, politicsdoneright.tv. All right, come on in. Uh, I think Johnny is on the line as well. So let's bring in Brother Johnny. Talk to me. You know, I was listening to you just a moment ago now, waking up, and you reminding us how miserable Republicans are. I'm talking about politicians, of course. Yes. Not private voters who don't know any better. Ronald Reagan, as you will know or remind you, is that during his reign of terror, he's the one that's responsible for uh, privatizing retirement. They basically killed uh, people's, uh, what is that called, in, in favor of... Yeah, the, the people used to have a, 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 what they call a defined retirement plan, yes. Yeah, so they, they ushered in this idea of 401ks and IRAs. Instead of allowing people and encouraging people through uh, the public sphere to have... Uh, I'm always missing on that word. For some reason, I've got a mental block on that word. Uh, That's okay. We understand what you mean. Yeah, that, that, that's the magic word. And see, that's part of the problem. They make us forget. They, it's like erasing history. So not only do they, they have their, their sights and they're salivating. You're talking about pensions, sir. Pensions. Pensions, yes. The magic P word, pensions. They can't stand pensions. So they, they replace that with IRAs and 401ks, and they put donor holes in our Medi- Medicare, Medicaid system. Everything about the Republican Party ideology is mercenary. Let's not Let me, I, I, wait, hold on a second, though, Johnny, because when once we concentrate on Republican Party, uh, I, I, and, and, and I say this with respect, we miss the boat. It's an ideology, an ideology called neoliberalism, where we try to privatize everything and throw everything to this mythical market. And there is a sufficiently large chunk of Democrats, we call neoliberals as well, that unless they had jumped on board the Reagan wagon, etc., we would not have had these lousy policies. So while it's Republican politicians in the majority, we also have a large sect of Democratic politicians that need to be excerpted as well and replaced with good progressives because, again, this is a cancer within our society. Continue, my dear brother. Well, as I was was about to explain before you jumped the gun and uh, beat me to it, let me me restate. The problem is Republican Republican Party ideology along with the centrist Democratic leadership. And despite your friend from Daily Coast, I am going to insist on referring to the corporate money-addicted Democratic Party leadership as centrist because that's how they refer to themselves that. They're the ones that are the language along with Frank Luntz on the right. Uh, we need to remind people that we, on the left, are actually the mainstream, not the centrist Democrats, and certainly not all Republican Party politicians. Everything, every opportunity, every opportunity, every opportunity they see to get their hands on public funds, they do. They do it with education. They do it with health care. They, they do it when we have wars. They 
jack up the bill when they make armaments. They're screwing us over constantly. And they're the ones that tell us that the government is the problem and that the private sector is the, the cure for everything. They're wrong. Proving. Yeah. Proving. Sir, Johnny, Johnny, you're right as usual. Okay. And that is why we are here to, to, to inform. We are here to educate. That's our job. So, um, and we try to do it the best we can. Now, I want to tell folks that are listening, all our great listeners out there, um, that is why we need your support on, on these programs. So we can tell the truth and not let the crap that comes on TV that fools you into the lies that somehow there's this mythical market that solves all our problems. It's a, no, people solve problems. There ain't no market that can solve a problem. Whenever they, certain things are left to the market, the market has no soul. Don't you ever forget that. I'm not saying a market isn't a thing. A market is a thing, but it's a mythical thing if you believe it is there to solve humanity's problem. It is there for us to create a mechanism and must just be used as a tool, not as an ideology, but as a tool. Welcome aboard, Valves BTW. Welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, Johnny, let me go ahead and get to the Attorney General. Because I want to, I want folks to hear this as well as to the uh, the uh, the the owner of Raw Story, the publisher of Raw Story. I know everybody gets their emails from Raw Story with these great stories that they have. So thank you so kindly as usual for calling, my brother. Well, my Jack in Bay Cliff, I hope he feels better. We'll talk later, sir. All right. For, let's 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 go ahead and listen to Keith Ellison. I, I caught up with Keith Ellison in Chicago last week. I want you to hear our interview, and then we will take it on the other side. Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis. Today we are honored to have the Attorney General of Minnesota, El Senor Keith Ellison. Oh, yeah. It used to be Representative Congressman Keith Ellison, and I spoke to you a few years ago, actually once at the Detroit airport. But how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Thank you. Muy bien. Muy bien. Está bien. But let me, let me tell you something, Congress. Well, Attorney General. Yeah. Um, or Keith. Or Keith. Yeah. Let me tell you, I can't tell you how impressed I was the way you handle that case that brought the nation to its knees. Yeah, man. And mm. let, me, let, let me tell you, first of all, nobody expected Keith Ellison to do the job that he did. And I can tell you something else. Singularly, there's a lot that could have happened that the way in which you handled that case prevented it from happening. Your thoughts? Well, you know, I, I that's why I wrote this book, Break the Wheel, right. Ending the Cycle of Police Violence, because what I do at every juncture, uh, every point of critical decision-making mm -hmm. is to talk about how it could have gone a lot of different right, ways. Right. A lot of the credit does not go to me uh, or, or or even my team. It goes to the the young people on the on the scene when George Floyd was murdered, mm -hmm. who had the uh, uh, the alertness of mind to stop and, and photograph what happened. Mm -hmm. That was essential. Right. Uh, but then. Within a very few short hours, the Minneapolis Police Department sent out a document saying that an inebriated man died of a medical emergency. Right. So then people looked at their report 
compared it to the video. And that really began to spark outrage. By one o'clock in the morning, by like 1.46 in the morning, Darnella Frazier, 17-year-old kid, mm -hmm. posts this. And then that is what really shocked the world. Within, within 24 hours, about 2.5 million people had seen that video. And then uh, people were on the streets. They were marching. They were pushing the envelope. They were demanding change. And then that mass movement is what uh, prompted uh, uh, the the uh, the county attorney, the county attorney to hey my brother, good good to see you. The county attorney to ask me to join him on the case, and then two days later, the governor appointed me to lead the case. So that that was that. But um, but things could have gone another direction, you know, like look at Breonna Taylor, which right. happened a few months before. Mm -hmm. Very little public attention, very little uh, public discussion. Uh, and uh, they were ready to just route that out to oblivion like they do so many cases. Well, let me I, I, I think you're being a bit too humble here uh, when you talk about it. it's not what the case. Uh, uh, somebody could have made that case a lot more different, as we know elsewhere. Well, so, I mean, no, I see people uh, it's destroy not cases. Say, but I mean, yeah. I, I see people, I see people, I see prosecutors right. ruin cases. A That's lot. what I'm talking yeah. about. And they, they, they don't call the right witnesses. They don't call any witnesses. They take it to the grand jury. Right. And then the grand jury is secret. And then the grand jury says, oh, there's no bill of indictment. What the prosecutor doesn't tell you is they never put the facts or the law in front of the exactly. grand jury, which is exactly what happened in Breonna Taylor's right. case. And the guy who did it, Daniel Cameron, is the current attorney general in Kentucky. And he's running for governor. Uh, and uh, the grand jurors uh, publicly accused him of lying on them. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess my point is, you're absolutely right. Uh, doing these cases, there are a lot of discretionary decisions that happen along the way where you can just just basically dump the case. Right. And then and you can look like you're doing something, but but really be operating against justice. And, and that that is what was impressive. You, I mean, you stayed behind the scene when you needed to stay Absolutely. behind the scene and you showed a face when you needed to show a face. And That's I think it. that 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 requires a lot. But anyway, going on to another subject. You, sure. Recently, uh, you, you, you went ahead and, and helped out a, a whole bunch of folks who we're into these homes that right. um, tell us a little bit about that story. Well, housing is a major focus of what we do, as you know, as attorney general, uh, consumer protection is mm -hmm. a big deal. Now, who is a tenant is a consumer of housing services. Right. And we had a lot of people in this very tight housing market, which is all over the country. Right. Uh, we had a lot of people who were living in squalid conditions and some of these landlords uh, that we were dealing with basically took the attitude that, well, if you leave us, uh, you're not going to find a, any better place. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to do a good job taking care of your place. Well, we had another thing coming. We sued them. We make tenants and housing a central part of the work that we do. Uh, and we insist on uh, enforcing the, the, the uh, landlord tenant laws. And so uh, one of, we sued a guy named Stephen Meldahl recently uh, and, uh, you know, nailed him for well over for literally millions. Mm -hmm. We also were suing a group called uh, Havenbrook Homes or Progress Homes. Now they're owned by a hedge fund called Pridium, uh, and they have been taking advantage of consumers, not not refunding um you know, uh, 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 the, uh, the, 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 the deposits. Right. 
uh, not keeping up with the lead, the the laws regarding lead mm -hmm. safety, right? Uh, and doing a number of other things that we allege violate consu uh, consumers' rights. So we're holding them accountable. We're going to keep doing it. But here's my message. I know there's folks out here who own property. They rent it out and they do a good job. God bless them. The ones that don't, we're going to be holding them accountable. We're not going to allow families to be in squalid conditions as you rake in rents. Uh, and um, and and that's just and this problem is part of a larger problem. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the larger problem is that after 2008, uh, there was a lot of property on the market yes. because of the foreclosure crisis. It was bought up by the uh, hedge investors, investors hedge, funds, yeah. hedge funds, private equity, and they then get into the residential lending business. Right. And then they buy up so much property that they're in a position to literally drive up rents in the whole region. And this is, I think, is an antitrust problem, but it's also a consumer protection problem. Right. Because once they get that property, you know, we've often seen it being not handled and taken care of properly. To the, to the listeners here, um, and especially our folks here in Texas, this is what a working attorney general is supposed to be doing. The reason I started the questions the way I did is because we have attorney generals in state after state after state that it's an attorney general by name only. We don't quite know what they do except for corporations, what they do for the people at large. Um, now, So you're in Texas? I'm in Texas. Yes, so your attorney general is under... It's under indictment. Under and, indictment and also and he's under uh, he was impeachment. Impeached. Yeah. And I mean, so this guy is... I mean, Ken Pax is not there for the people. It, but uh, Keith, most of the times, our attorney generals are not. The, the reason I brought those two subjects sure. up, one was criminal, one was civil. Right. The reason I brought those up is to show what an attorney general, how attorney right. generals actually perform. That's right. One that's doing the work for the state. So good questions. And, and doing the work for the state, but doing it for the people of the state. Exactly. Be, be, and, you're, and, I, and so I'm agreeing with you here. We also represent the institutions of the state government. Exactly. We represent, you know, the Department of Veterans Affairs, the Department of Pollution Control, and they're supposed to be working on behalf of the people. Absolutely. Too. But we represent the institutions of the state, the people of the state for criminal justice and public safety. And we also do other things like I'm on the board of the pension board for the right. state. I'm on the pardon board for the state right. and things like that. So that's when I you and I met when I was in Congress. Right. I left because uh, even though Congress is really important and mm -hmm. I was honored to serve there, I thought I could do more for my neighbors at the attorney general. And that's job. what you did. That's I what mean, I did. That's what you did. Now, interestingly, today on, on the phone, I'm talking about uh, talking to different different entities. And I try to put that out there that we are responsible for electing people, not for rhetoric, right? But for what they're going to go out there and do, acción, acción, lo que estamos buscando, la acción, and that, that's what I, okay. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm going to start calling you mi Latino favorito, <laughs> man. You know, but uh, it, yeah. Uh, uh, you, you know, go mi, ahead. Mi, mi, espes, uh, mi uh, español necesito mucho uh, ayuda. <laughs> but you know, but you know what is great, Keith? What? I bet I bet every single one of your Latino constituents, the mere fact that you can say that you're like, oh, and it's mi hombre. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but hombres. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, mi hombre is Keith. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look, let, let, let's before we uh -huh. go, I know you may have your, your yeah, time, yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
I wanna I wanna hit on politics now. We talk yeah. about reality now. Yeah. Politics. What does politics have? First of all, before we go into what politics have in store for you, right. tell me the state of our politics right now. Well, we're living in an era of minority rule. Right. We're in a we're in a democratic society that is dominated by a group of people who have views that are hostile and adverse to the overwhelming majority. Right. Give you an example. Most people want background checks on guns, 90 percent. And yet the, the powerful elite types right. control and say no. Most people want health care for all. The powerful elites say no. Most of people want competitive markets. They want to be able to open up a small farm, open up a small business and be able to get into it. Markets are concentrated by the big, right. big, big. And they, they say no. So we live in an era of minority rule. You know, most people think that a woman should can make her own decisions about exactly. reproduction. But you know what? Uh, whether you think it's sin or not. It's her choice. Exactly. But but they say, no, it's the government choice. You, oh, and, but then they want small government but and they, they want uh, small government, government and non-intrusive. For them. Right. Well, see, here's what they want. They want socialism for themselves. Right. Public money going to the big the big dogs. Exactly. You know, Elon Musk will take all the public money he can get. And so then, will Donald Trump. So will all the rest of them. But they want rugged individualism for everybody else. Exactly. So that's how they operate. That's how they see the world. They see themselves as entitled. They see everybody else. They believe that more money for them is good public policy. Prosperity for everybody else is bad public policy. And yeah. brother Keith, the important thing then is how are we, you know, this is where I'm talking about your politics I'm now. I'm listening, brother. Yeah. Um, how are we going to ensure we change the politics to make sure that folks with your mindset and other folks ready to run actually get the backing that they need to go out there and do it? Well, I mean, you've been successful. Let, yeah. let, let's, let's put a stop there. You've been able to do it. I mean, the fact that you are Attorney General of Minnesota yeah, yeah. says a lot. Yeah, 5.7 million Minnesotans. I, I yeah. don't know how people can discount that. Uh, you know, you, we, that can be discounted. Exactly. It has not been easy. I know it hasn't, but again, it, what's great is when you perform. People have a tendency to reward performance yeah. if you Nosotros them. ganamos. Nosotros ganamos. Exactly <laughs> right. So tell me, what, what can you tell to these other politicians that need to understand that they don't have to conform, right. that they can actually take the position that you take as long as people know right. they're being helped. Be authentic. Stay in close contact with the people. Listen to people. Right. And if you do those things, the people will fund your campaign. Right. The people will knock the doors. If you are faithful to the people, the people will support you. And if you lose because you did the right thing, then fine. Then so what? Go right. on to the next thing. But there's a damn good chance you'd win. There's a damn good chance you're going to win. In fact, your chances of winning are better the more you align yourself with the will of the people. Yeah. And but but I just want to say this. Many of these many politicians go into office and they, they'll do anything to win. But if you do anything to win, then maybe if the big money rich guy says, I'm going to fund your campaign and you think, oh, that's how I'm going to win. Then you water down with the people with Miss McGillicuddy yes. told you, yes. with what Miss Garcia told exactly. you, and now all of a sudden you're not operating on behalf of the people. Here you go. So you just stick close to the people. You're probably going to win if you do what the people want. If you don't, then that's an honorable loss. 
and you go do something else. Keith Ellison. My brother. Good closer. Thank mi hermano, you so kindly, mi hermano. Thank mi you for your hermano. Hey, de donde eres? Yo soy de Panamá. Panamá. Sí, pero soy me, americano, yeah. naturalizado. Yeah, yeah. Me gusta Panamá. Okay, está bien. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, thank you, my brother. Well, folks, that was Keith Ellison. I hope you enjoyed that. And again, it's always about for the people. And that's what we are about here. It is for the people. It's the love of the people, not the love of some intrinsic. Uh, I mean, it's again for the love of the people. You do what the people want and you can get elected over and over again. The truth, the truth and honesty. That's not at all difficult. Unfortunately, too many of us fall for our, uh, allow them to pit us against each other, allow us to, uh, uh, to fool us with a false ideology, allows us to, or, or, or in, in incentivize us to vote against our own interests with a whole lot of, well, we'll go there another time. Anyhow, next, next, uh, next person I want you to listen to is Michael Rogers. Michael Rogers is the uh, publisher owner of Raw Story. I know many of you get those emails from that news site every day. I mean, these folks get 90 million views every month. I want you to check out uh, Michael Rogers and then we'll take it en el otro lado on the other side. Michael, how are you, man? Rogers, good the, to see you, Everto. What's going on? And I met you several years ago, right here at right Neverest, here at Neverest. the founder of Raw Story, and you bought up a whole lot of other stuff too, didn't you? Yeah, a couple of little things. What other? I want to give things? credit to my friend John. He founded. I got there a few months late. I thought you. I so. thought you were from the beginning, man. Like. The site is 20 years old. I yeah. was there for 19 years and eight months. Okay, founder. I, I, I'm not going to change what it's I all said. Good. I, I okay. think it's all good. It's all anyway, good. I just want to credit John. Yeah, it's good. I think you picked up a couple others well, and consolidated it, right? Well, we have a site called Alternate, which right. was founded in 1996. I remember the founding, yes. What, and it was really an early leader on the web for right. different than Raw. Raw is hard news. And we have some opinion, and there's more thoughtfully, like, kind of curated opinion right. and, and issues over at Alternate. And people like that. And then another site we have is the new civil rights movement. Okay. You know, I was, I didn't know that you owned so, this new, that also. We added yeah. that to the, to the repertoire, to the list, to the big repertoire. To the big repertoire of what you're doing. So, so your traffic is pretty large um, and growing. 90 million hits a month or so. Yeah. I, I, I think that's excellent. I mean, Thanks. and uh, you know, how did you grow it from that little thing all the way up to where it's at right now? So I think part of it is timing. Right. Right. Um, you couldn't start a raw story today like that. No, you you can't. couldn't open up a computer, create no. a website and say, I want to start to bring people in. Right. Because you're now in a media landscape. Right. That you're fighting with eight trillion other people. Right. But in the early days of raw, we um, John envisioned that we need a liberal alternative right. to the conservative media right. that are constantly pushing their messages. You know, I, I once said, I said, how can we influence the media? Right. And he says to me, it's far better to be the media than to try to influence it. I am going to tell you a thing. I'm, I, with Coffee Party USA, we came up with that uh -huh. moniker in, nine, in 2000 and... When did Obama did it? Like 2000, we came up with that moniker in 2010 to fight what was going on with all the bad media. That you remember, right. all the media was leaving things like throw grandma over the ridge or right. death panels. 
So we said we were going to be the media. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for all practical purposes, we tried, you know. Right. I, I, you know, I used to write several years ago for Raw Story as well, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it was it was always a place that, you know, folks are going to ultimately see your stuff because well, you guys try. know how to market <laughs> that sucker. You know, we have a very strong I, mean, I, I remember getting a I remember getting a, a tweet or something with and Dustin with Egberto Willis on it. And I'm like, where the hell does that come from? Right. Raw story. I'm like, oh, okay. And we syndicate a lot of great stuff. Right. We work with providers to make sure that what, one of the things we do is we like to get unrepresented voices right. and underrepresented stories. Right. There's so many important stories in the country that people are not following. Right. Some of my greatest pleasures when one of our reporters goes out, does an, right. a, a unique story, an original, exclusive. And then I turn on the cable news and they're like, so Raw Story reported today. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's like going up the chain. It's having an effect. You know, it's it, mine is on a very tiny scale. But I remember the first time I broke a story in, from in, in Dallas and it was like, wow, you get that feeling that, yep. you know, it's it, so I mean, yeah. it, it happens now. You guys break stories every damn day now, you know, so. Yeah, we try. You we've know. just added some more. Um, we've gotten we weren't a lot of investigative reporting. Yeah. We kind of developed more into. Um, <clears throat> this hard punching liberal stuff, right. and now we're realizing we need to do kind of both. Right. That there's, you know, going to be a, a great balance. balance. And I imagine you use your alternate platform for the more uh, solid reporting as opposed to less opinion, or well. The alternate is more of a curated site mm -hmm. in which like we have agreements with right. you know, dozens of different websites right. say, can we run your material like right. the AP, like right. any other site. Right. Um, what you're going to find is that thoughtful kind of report. Right. Over, right. Not that it's not thoughtful there. No, but no, it, 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 it is like less opinionated. A, less opinionated. Yeah. It, and it's. It, it, the opinions that come come from this curation right. that's going on. So right. it's kind of mixed in as opposed to what there used to be a lot more like opinion sections. And right. now it's more focused on the broader, I think right. is what you're, what you're talking about. And it's, yeah. it's and, exciting and, to see everybody work together, but on different. And entities. it's important, right? And I, I, I think, look, I, the, the two people before I, I interviewed a guy who said, He's trying to unite the progressive space in such a way that uh, we cooperate on uh, on issues. Because right now, if you notice, there are talking points that the right has, and they hammer those talking points right through the day all over. Unlike yeah. the ever the progressive space, who go off and do each their individual thing. Nothing wrong with. Uh, I think I understand what he's saying. I think we should all go off and do our individual thing, but I think we should also have some talking points at all. Of, I mean, every website is unlimited in the size and the scope of the right. things it can carry. Of course. Right. So I wish there, I, I, personally, I don't have the time, but if somebody were out there that says, we in this space are going to have these talking points for the day, and we all have a consortium that does that, I would be for that. We need to find a way to bridge, like, one of the examples I use is this. The environmental movement wants to protect the environment. Right. They want to make sure that our land and our lakes and are free from contaminants and da da da, da. The labor movement that we love right. wants to have jobs building pipelines. Exactly. Right. So how can we come together with right. labor and educate them about, well, what does it really mean? This 8,000 jobs, once it's built, are nine jobs of people sitting in front of a monitor. Exactly. So when you start to, and that's the kind of coalitions that we need to be building. Exactly. And uh, I have an old line. It's not my line. Uh -huh. It may have been, you may have heard, but it's like this. It goes like this. 
You take 100 conservatives and you put them in a room. Right. And if they disagree on 99 things yeah. and agree on one, they're walking out of that room fighting for the one issue. Exactly. You put 99 liberals in a room who agree on, you put 100 liberals in a room, 99 of whom agree on everything, they will walk out fighting about, about the one want, thing. That you is, know. But you know what? <laughs> it, 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 it's, a, uh, it's a stereotype, <laughs> but it's true. And, and we don't need to leave that stereotype. What we need to do is build on that stereotype. In other right. words, that is okay. But it's also sure. okay for yeah. us to say we're going to concentrate on on the, uh, yeah. uh, we, we're going to give some space to that one thing we disagree on and work on the other 99. Right. And, and if you're in that little disagreement space, how do you affect the other 99? Exactly. What do we do to get, and who is the enemy here, right? That, that, that's most importantly, is the right? Exactly. Exactly. So you're at this uh, kind of inflection point where there's all these exhibitors and all these people on the, you know, I don't like you and you do this and you do that. But at the end, somehow it comes together. But I agree. We lack, we lack a Frank Lutz. Yes. Frank Lutz, who I can't stand, right. does an amazing job. We right. were talking about him a no few minutes ago. No one's doing that on the left. Yes. No one is pulling together these focus Like, pick an issue, right? Like, the right wing is going to yeah. pick an issue, and they're going to use it as a wedge and right. do whatever they had. The Democrats need better, like, the issue of gender care, mm -hmm. okay? This is a big controversy. Controversy all over the country. Right. They are going to make it one of their top four issues exactly. in the campaign. When we're talking yeah. about nine people in the right, country, right. right? The Democratic talking point is simple. Ladies and gentlemen, all of this is not worth anything. It's all a show. It's all practice for controlling bodies. And go. what controlling bodies is about is abortion, abortion, abortion. And then never stop saying the word abortion. Exactly. But that's not us. No, no, no. We're going to use this as an opportunity to try to educate Jerry Falwell. Yeah. As if we're going to get I Jerry Falwell. We will never educate the, the, right. the, the Jerry Falwells of the world. 10% and 20% of the population don't waste your time. And you know, the reason I'm not talking any specific technical or political issue with you know is because there's a political issue we need to talk about. And then there's a transport. And I call the media the transport. And we have to perfect the transport. And that is where we're not yet perfecting the transport and, I, and, and 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 people give you a hard time in in some of the way raw story moves their stories the sensationalism yeah. of the stories and here's what i put out there i've learned i've learned headlining from raw story in this manner it doesn't matter it, it, what your headline is if somebody's not going to read your story so you want to give a headline for people to read your story and you're not fooling them you're just attracting their attention to right. read a solid amount of information. Right. And, and I understand, listen, we live in a partisan world. We're right. partisan. I always say we're biased. Exactly. We're biased toward the truth. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but I, I'm going to give you an example. It's irrelevant to me now. You know, we have a, a thriving publication. We have 30 right. people. But... When we were young, right, we would go to progressive organizations. Yes. We went to the left. Can you give us some ads? Here's the traffic. We have nah, nah, nah. You go to Breitbart. You want to talk about the money being pumped in? We're bigger than Breitbart on the web in terms of yes. numbers. You want to talk but about the money that the right wing shovels to their media and not shovels it. Paid. Exactly. Now, like I said, I've always, I've, I've had this thing like when this old ad company messed with like 20 bloggers, mm -hmm. right? And took away ad money. I fought the fight 
but made them whole first because that's what's happening. These big outfits are taking advantage of the little guy mm -hmm. to depend on them. Like yeah. it's, it's, and it's important, but I compare it to their successes. Right. We have successes, but when I compare it to theirs, it's always about the messaging and we do not come. Well, let me, let me messaging. just tell you, and I, I, I'll put you on the line here or put you on the spot here. I think uh, with, with your platform and your 90 million uh, views that you have, one of the next and, and you know, take, take it or leave it. One of the next steps is how to, to, to make that. I mean, if it's if it's for the movement, if it's not just a commercial issue, if it's for right. the movement that has to be leveraged. There are not many right. places like you out there. So uh, uh, you need to make money, in my opinion, and at the same time, got to pay the bills, <laughs> pay the bills, of course, right. but leverage that authority, that 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 notoriety in order right. for us to grow this space. Because, again, if the space is grown, <laughs> well, you, uh, you're the big daddy and the tell field. you. You're the big daddy in independence, all right? You're, you know, uh, we try. No, no. I mean, let's look at the numbers. You're the big right. daddy in independence. So, I mean, uh, as the big daddy in independent media and so forth, I think comes a lot of responsibility as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. One of the things that I think is really important about that responsibility is finding those stories. Right. Right. There was a kid who was killed. Right. Trayon White. Mm -hmm. No one heard of him. No one knew. Till we run a story, and it blows up. And then up. that night, it's on MSNBC and Boom. the others. And there we are. Yeah. And that to me is, you know, what? We're not going to get the credit. We're not going to get some big award. And, uh, look, I've seen people get Pulitzers for exposing stuff we exposed six did, months yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's like the Oscars. That's all so internal. It's right. so mental. We got to pump, like, got to pump up the traditional papers. Got to right. push that. You know. So, um, you do the work, then they take it. But, you know, in a way, if that helped to motivate the work, that's the kind of stuff that and, I get the most excited And again, about. that's the difference between an altruistic, a paper that's, I mean, yeah, you want to make a lot of money because with money you can do things. But right. altruistically, it also means that you get, you get the positive job done. Because right. there are too many, I mean, the, the other side, the idea is they're just in it for the money and they'll lie for it. We tell the truth right. and at the same time, we can use our notoriety to right. make money. And I, and, and, I, and I think as long as our progressive press do that, it'd be fine. I would like us to work a lot more together. I'm talking about the totality of what we do because I think given that more Americans agree with the values that we support, I think, of course. Uh, yeah, I think it is imperative that we That's do why that. our but campaign this time around should be absolutely abortion, abortion. Every other word. I mean... That's the closer. That is what the people care about. Right. Go look at all the surveys. I mean, it is clear as day. But we'll find a way maybe to. <laughs> well, no, I have hope. I, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I hate the word hope. We are going to get it done. And it I takes. So. And again, with with a, a platform like yours with 90 million, with what we are doing here and here in my little platform with Rick Smith. Right. Little platform and. But you know. you're reaching the core, 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 yes. core. Right. So that's how a site, like it all builds on right. each other. And Absolutely. You know, one of the things like we sponsor Netroots Nation. Right. And some of my friends will say, well, I don't think our publication would do that. We want to remain in a point, you know, yeah. really, you don't want to give any money is what you're saying. Yeah. You know, everyone knows that Breitbart is conservative. Yeah. If Breitbart sponsors yeah. a right wing conference, it's not yeah. going to be like, oh, clutch my pearls. What? How could this happen? Right. You know, and 
we need to step back. We need to step in and step forward and support the work. And it, it's really frustrating to me. Well, uh, look, you're doing a good job. Good Bill. to see you, man. Nice to see you. And uh, thank you so kind of for you'll being be here. here with the rest of I'll be here for the whole conference. I'm doing, okay. I'm going to do at least 30, 40, 50 interviews. Wow. You know, but I, I, I'm, I'm speaking to people that are making a difference. And well, brother, you're that. not just making a difference. You are tearing it apart. I hope. And, We're uh, trying. <laughs> you, keep, you keep doing what you do. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and Right. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, folks, that was uh, Michael Rogers, the owner of Raw Story, real great publication that's out there. Given the space, given the space. Anyhow, folks, we are going to have uh, a, a great a great ending here. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738, extension number two to come on air right away. And, of course, if you want to also drop a dime or so, extension number one. But 713-526-5738, extension number two. Give me a call. What's your thoughts on both uh, Keith Ellison and Michael Rogers? Anyway, yesterday, what occurred yesterday? I wanted to jump out of my skin, out of my head. Ignoring warnings of mass job loss, Fed hikes rates to highest level in decades. Progressives on Wednesday rebuked the U.S. Federal Reserve for raising interest rates by another 25 basis points, arguing that the move threatens to throw millions of people out of work while failing to address the root causes of inflation. Wednesday interest rates hike the 11th in 16 months, pushes benchmark over five point, from 5.25 to 5.5. Come on in, Brian. I'm going to cut that. You guys can read that at politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. You have all the links to the shows. Talk to me, Brian. Yeah, yeah. So, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, I guess finally something took place that was in the correct column, right? Okay. Yesterday, Biden. Okay. And did that make your life better? It actually it made my day better, but it didn't make my life better. It didn't. It didn't help you. Did it help you financially? Uh, well, no. Did it help? Did it help? Did it, did it make it better for anybody in your, let me tell you why I'm saying this, brother Brian. Um, uh, you know, I'm just telling you this because I, I want to show all of America that's listening to both of us right now. And by the way, thank you for calling that the things that the media and the corporations have us thinking about are things that have no effect, no material effect on our lives. Are you, you're on your way to work right now, right, Brian? Of course, yeah. I have a job. And, and you would love to have good health care. You would love to have, be able to save a few dollars. And you need government to create policies to do that for you, right? No, you don't. No, you don't? Policy. No, you don't need policy. Okay. Security is a scam. It's a scam. Okay. 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 You realize now, I'm glad you brought up the point of I need the government to help me live. Yes. Me survive. Yes. Really? Really? Yes, you do. How much if you did not, if you did not enroll in social security, how much money would you have? 
Uh, you would not have near enough to survive more than 20 years. I've already did the math for you. So let me, let me just tell you no, this, no, sir. No, I mean, no, no, no. no. Everybody who takes Social Security, sir, let me tell you something, all right? The, the, it's, a, it's the greatest lie that's out on the right right now. And the reason why it's out there is so that stockbrokers can use your money to make a profit without promising you a return. Let me tell you what Social Security is. Social Security means that if the market crumbles, if something goes wrong, you can always, you always know that you have a basic level of income. It's an insurance policy to humanity in that particular country. I know what the right preaches, Brother Brian. I know that. What I'm going to ask you to do is when, just like how you are concentrating on Biden now, just like how you are believing that Social Security, if you put the money away yourself, you can do well. Make $7.25 an hour. Make $15 an hour and see how much money you could, could put away to survive on, even if you're making your great investor that invests at 7%. It is impossible. I did the actual numbers. The actual doesn't work. I'm telling you. It doesn't I've done, work. I've done the numbers also. <clears throat> I've done the Sir, numbers uh, 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 Brian, Brian, let me just say this to you uh, respectfully. Respectfully, Brian, respectfully. Respectfully, let me tell you. Um, if you are coming on our air to say that you've done the numbers and, and then you're telling me what you're telling me here, sir, I cannot hold what you say with validity because I am, as an engineer who does numbers, I've done it, sir. It's impossible, both for healthcare, both for social security and all these things. It is impossible for you to do it without the government, both for streets and everything else. It is impossible for us to exist without the composite nature of our social being with the government. It's impossible. You can live the dream, but it's a dream, not a reality. Go ahead, Brian. Thank you. Okay, well, first off, here, do some history. My name is Brian. I go back all the way to Glenn Erbach. Mm -hmm. Check him out. I am That's the fine. only three people yeah. that he ever invited on his program. Everybody else invited himself. He invited me to go down to 419 Lovett. I've right. seen the transcript. It was blown up. I've done the numbers myself. And you said 725 an hour? You're gonna live. You're gonna work seven twenty-five an hour for the rest of your life. No, oh, sir, you won't. But uh, Brian, that's the thing. Oh, I, 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 I t Brian, I'm running out of money. time, and I need to go to Donald. And I love talking to you, right? Because you give me a chance to expose quite a few things. Call back every day as you want. You can call anytime uh, on this show. But let me just tell you that in this case, the statements that you're making are mathematically incorrect. And we, if you would like me to write a paper to prove it to you. I will do so, okay? Because you are wrong. You are wrong, sir. I can write it up for you. All right, let's go to Donald. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning sir. Okay, uh, my heart broke over this story. Five American youth in Houston were arrested with some ammunition and guns that have been modified. The problem I have is that they're putting the system and they're bonded out. There is an opportunity here for us to look at these youth and see why and are they why are they carrying these guns? Number one, gun control is not the issue. We just need to know why and how did they get here? 
Who is going to fix the problem? Putting them right back in. Okay, they bond out. They're going back to the same neighborhood. They're going back to the same people. They're more than likely going to get in trouble, even though they're waiting on trial for something. It's just we need to have programs to give these kids an opportunity and say, okay, we're going to put that on the shelf. We're going to give you an opportunity to go here for two years to go to this school and learn this trade because the rich kids go to college and the poor kids go to work. If there's not work for them to go to and there's no mentors to mend them for what they're missing, we're just going to sit there and house this person maybe five years, six years when they get into more trouble for something. Then we can put a brand on them. And we just start this horrible system that we got to pay for anyway. Why don't we fix the problem? Donald, uh, how can I disagree with anything that you just said there, sir? You're absolutely right. And I, I think that is where a good government comes in. Good government comes in that says, since the home is not doing it for these kids, maybe we should create programs that does it for the kids, or programs that do it for the kids, right? Yes, mentors. If you have time, I wish we could start a program. You could start it or whatever. Some of these hey, look, I, I, I love what you just said, Donald. What you just said is, we the people, uh, let's see what we can come up with. Draft a paper, something that, that we can advertise and say we are looking for volunteers, etc. Come up with a, that's why we have community radio and community solutions. Come up with something and, you know, you have a partner here, all right? Yes, sir. Take it easy. Have a good one. You too, Donald. All right, folks, we are coming near the end of the program. Uh, like I said, uh, please check out the story that we're doing on, on the feds. They want, the, the inflation was created by the private sector. I repeat, inflation was created by the private sector. The private sector are the ones who have the power to raise rates. They raise the rates to make a huge profit as shown on Wall Street. It's not because they, their cost increases, because they want to make more money. And the government is asking us, the feds are asking us to pay the bills for these guys' profits by increasing the, the rates. We'll talk about that tomorrow because I got to go. Howard, uh, give me a quick 15 before we go. Ah, very good show today, Egberto, and I, for one, am glad that there is Social Security. Absolutely so. Folks, my name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank uh, Howard for being there. I want to tell Jack Van Beber we missed you. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.